Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Sooners Extra Podcast, powered by the Oklahoma. The Sooners Extra Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. Once again, I'm your host, Ryan Aber, here as always with Abby Bitterman. And Abby, it's been an eventful week for for Oklahoma football. It sure has. I mean, um, with the announcement of uh, DeMarco Murray, I think that... uh, that that was pre- that was someone that people had talked about a lot, and then you know to see that he is going to be the guy. Um, I mean, you wrote about it. Uh, tell us tell us about Demarco Murray and how you think he'll he'll be as a coach. Well, I think a couple things stand out, and and one of them is the instant credibility that he gives. Uh, not only not Oklahoma football because Oklahoma football always had that sort of uh, instant credibility and uh, you know rang in, in in the ears of coaches and, and recruits and things like that but what this does is the kids that he's going into their living rooms these guys know who DeMarco Murray is immediately he's in a not because of his coaching that he's done they know him as a player they know what he's able to accomplish and so much of recruiting now is uh convincing those recruits that you can get them to where they want to be which is the nfl and there's not going to be he's not going to have to do much convincing there they're going to know that demarco murray knows the route from high school where he started uh, bishop gorman in in las vegas to college uh, where he was absolutely phenomenal as a running back uh, for the Sooners to the NFL, where he was fantastic, uh, made all pro uh, one year. I think it was a two-time pro bowler, so or three-time pro bowler, excuse me. Um, so there's not going to have to be any uh, convincing on, on that side. I think it's mainly about um, – convincing them that OU is a place they want to be rather than anything else. I know there's there's some risk here. Uh, you know, he's only spent one year of coaching. He's only spent one year recruiting. Um, but I think there's also a, a giant upside there, and that giant upside is um, the, the way that he can convince guys that he can take them to where they want to be. Do you think – uh, there's any concern sometimes it gets talked about you know these guys who are star players um, they don't necessarily always make the best coaches do you think there's any kind of that concern here I mean sometimes they do you know everybody's different but yeah I mean but you know you think about it and there's not very many who have been high level NFL players who have been really good coaches at either the college or the pro level. It's usually middling players 
players who weren't stars. Now, every once in a while, I mean, you see, you know, we've seen some Heisman Trophy winners who have been, uh, well, one Heisman Trophy winner who's been a really good coach, and that's Steve Spurrier. Um, you know, we've seen some others who have, have turned into pretty good uh, coaches. You know, we saw Ken Norton do that at UCLA almost immediately after his playing career ended. We've seen a couple of other examples. You know, I started looking around yesterday when uh, DeMarco Murray was named and looking at coaching staffs of other Power 5 schools, and you don't see guys who've had a lot of success in the NFL. I mean, there's very few. I think, uh, you know, one of the most successful players that's currently coaching right now is Dre Bly, who's the uh, cornerbacks coach at North Carolina, uh, was a, a two-time pro bowler, was a fantastic player, I think, with the Rams. Um you know, you see it at Georgia Tech. Tashar Choice had a pretty solid NFL career. Uh, Tashar Choice, the running backs coach there with the uh, the Yellow Jackets. And, you know, it's funny because Tashar Choice started off at OU, went to OU for a year before he transferred to Georgia Tech and, and had uh, just a lot of success there. But, you know, there's not a ton of uh, big-time – Players who've had big-time success in the NFL coaching at the college level. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh is probably the one head coach who stands out. Made a Pro Bowl, was the AFC Player of the Year in 1995. But, uh, you know, looking down this list, Deshaun Foster, the running backs coach at uh, UCLA, spent a year at Texas Tech a couple years ago. Of course, uh, Oklahoma played them this year. Foster was a, a pretty good uh, NFL running back for a, a few seasons. And then uh, you look at Tennessee, and they have a few. Chris Winkie won the Heisman. Obviously, OU fans are really familiar with him from uh, that 2000 season, especially uh, uh, who uh, Torrance Marshall. I'm coming to get my boys Heisman back before the game. Obviously, that worked, <laughs> working out pretty well for Oklahoma. T. Martin is also on that staff as a national championship winning quarterback and then Tracy Rocker who is the Outland and Lombardi award winner but uh, you know here's an interesting name I came across and it's interesting for a couple reasons and that's South Carolina's outside linebackers coach Mike Peterson who was a second team all pro in 2005 the reason that's interesting is because Oklahoma currently is looking for an outside linebackers coach and you know, it's probably not the hottest name that's uh, bubbled up, but it's one that you've heard a little bit in connection with this job as uh, Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch look for somebody presumably to coach those rush linebackers, those outside linebackers in uh, Oklahoma's defense. So, you know, that would be a, a really interesting one. Um because South Carolina has had some success mm-hmm. out outside linebacker. Um, and if Lincoln Riley wants to go a, a, a direction similar to DeMarco Murray in that regard, Mike Peterson could be the guy, even though he's not going to, he's not quite going to, you know, spring up alarm bells the same way that DeMarco Murray does as far as thinking of recent NFL success. He was a. Uh, uh, an all pro I believe in 2005 but uh, he's a guy who at the same time can say hey I've been through this 
I can get you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that position obviously is open because of Ruffin McNeil uh, stepping back from football. Um, what are what are some of the other names you think could fill that spot? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a little break there? We'll talk about that on the the other side. Love to tease the of next the segment. Break. Of course, we got to. This is a, a, a semi professional operation here, right? We got to <laughs> tease the next segment. But anyway, we're going to take a break there on the Sooners Extra podcast. We'll be back on the other side with uh, to answer Abby's question about who else could replace Ruffin McNeil at that outside linebacker spot. Once again, this is the Sooners Extra Podcast, and I'm Ryan Aber here with Abby Bitterman. Sooners Extra Podcast, as always, is presented by... Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. I'm Ryan Aber. Here with Abby Bitterman. And Abby, right before the break, you had a, a, a question. Yes. Um, who? What are some other names you think could uh, fill the spot, the coaching spot left by Ruffin McNeil? You know, there's a couple names that have uh, bubbled up there. Mentioned Mike Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of them. You know, I think the name that uh, maybe is the hottest right now is uh, – Craig Kuligowski, which is a great name. Great name. Um, uh, he's uh, Toledo's co-defensive coordinator and, and linebackers coach. Worked with Alex Grinch in Missouri, so he's he's familiar with Alex and and the the, the job he's done. He's uh, spent some time at Alabama a couple years ago. In uh, 2018, was uh, Missouri's defensive line coach for a long time, 2001 to 15. Missouri had some success on the defensive line uh, there, so you know he'd be a little bit different. He's he's not the young, energetic face that uh, some of these recent hires have been. But I also think you need a balance on a staff. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I think that that could be a guy who winds up uh, making a lot of sense and could uh, you know bring Alex Grinch along and also knows exactly what Alex Grinch wants out of his defense. So that's a name uh, to, to, to really keep an eye on. You know, not a whole lot of other names uh, bubbling up there. Uh, most of them don't have any connection to, to OU. Um, you know, one guy to uh, watch out for is Johnny Nansen, who uh, is a defensive run uh game coordinator and inside linebackers coach uh, has a, at USC has a lot of connections to California, Oklahoma hasn't had a ton of success recruiting California and you know it'd be interesting to see if they wanted to try to break in more out there you know it's really interesting speaking about California Abby is this uh, governor's ruling yes. earlier this week uh 
dictated that no unessential travel to California among the states. And there was, you know, I, I wondered what uh, what effect that would have on recruiting as Oklahoma likes to recruit not only in football. This isn't just a football thing. Mm-hmm. Softball. Softball. California is a hotbed for recruits softball. California. Um, I reached out to OU the other day. Uh, a spokesman there told me that they were evaluating things still. They still weren't sure how uh, recruiting would be affected and if uh, if they would have to make changes there. But yesterday, got to give credit to him, Jason Kersey from The Athletic mm-hmm. uh, reached out to the governor's office, and the governor's office said, we've deemed that uh, athletic recruiting travel is essential, which seems a bit ridiculous. It seems a bit like, uh, we didn't think about this. Yeah. Let's scramble and figure out how we're going to, you know, make sure we don't affect this because that's not the point yeah. of this uh, travel ban, and that's what they've come up with. I. And, you know, I was really interested. I guess I had been misinformed because I thought I saw that when that was first announced, I thought it said something about, like, collegiate, like, activities. And I guess I guess that was only meant well, to mean games. Yeah. The, I, the but the I, ruling I think said, I took it to also uh, mean. I think it said scheduled athletic contests. Ah. So, you know, it, it was pretty clearly not talking about recruiting mm-hmm. there. So there needed to be some clarification yeah. there. And, and yesterday, uh, like I mentioned, Jason Kersey finally got that from the governor's office after, uh, what was it, four or five days, I guess, after mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. the initial announcement. So, uh, But it's certainly something interesting to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially because, I mean, I don't know if this would necessarily count, but OU has a... Uh, has a tournament that they the Mary Nutter Classic that the softball team plays in California and I know that um that's always that's always big for them because you know a lot of people come from California on the team and you know they like to they like the idea that they get to go home and like play in front of pe- their family in California so I mean that uh, the games obviously wouldn't have been affected but like the the recruit like we mentioned the recruiting part of softball in California is just really big and so if you're OU you got to be happy to know that that isn't being affected yeah no doubt about it and I I think that's obviously why that they when Kevin Stitt's office made this announcement that they made sure and put you know regularly scheduled or scheduled athletic contests were not affected by this travel ban so. Uh, you know, it wouldn't affect things like softball trips out there. If, say, the basketball team were to land in the NCAA tournament out mm-hmm. there, they would be able to do that. So, oh, you goes to another Rose Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine the outcry there? If, yeah. Uh, if they did that, so uh, you know, but it's it's something interesting to to think about and something interesting to watch for sure. You know what's uh, what's going on there. So. Um, you know, we'll we'll see if anything more comes about that, but it doesn't look like that will affect recruiting at all. We'll see when Lincoln Riley makes that hiring announcement. You would imagine that it would be before too long, although signing day is coming up the uh, second signing day. Yes, uh, which you know, we expect 
at least a couple of OU signees. I think one, certainly Reggie Grimes is the guy that everybody's keeping an eye on and mm-hmm. uh, still expect him to sign with the Sooners. Haven't heard any different there. So we'll see uh, what happens there. But, you know, maybe he waits until right after that to make that just because you don't figure that there's, you know, you don't know how much help they can be in securing this class. Obviously, most of the focus by now has turned to the 2021 class at this point, but certainly they want to get somebody in there. The 2021 class, which I believe is not too big as of right now. No, not right now. And, uh, you know, that's not overly surprising. Yeah. That uh, that would be, you would anticipate some more uh, commitments. It's not always a positive to have people committed for incredibly long periods no, of time. No, I mean, as we saw last year with uh, with uh, the, the guy who'd been, whose name is completely escaping my mind right now. McClellan? Jace McClellan, right? Yeah, that's it. Um was the longest commit of the 2020 class and then wound up and we all know what happened signing with Alabama right there at the end they do have three commitments um you know the Ethan Downs from Weatherford the defensive Mm -hmm. end there uh Cody Jackson a four-star wide receiver from down in Richmond Texas and then uh, Cullen Montgomery an offensive lineman from Houston so they've got some pieces in that 2021 class I would anticipate it growing relatively quickly though I'd say, uh, you know, maybe by the end of February, end of, end of March, uh, you have a few more names there. But it's going to be, you know, really interesting to see how recruiting goes and how different it looks with these new pieces on the staff. I think especially you look at the running back recruits. I think Oklahoma, uh, you know, we talked about this when McClellan left that Oklahoma needed to add probably another running back in the class. Well, DeMarco Murray got a running back commitment not too long ago uh, from the 2021 class. Not a guy that's really highly thought of there. Um, Frank Brown, a three-star guy from around the Houston area. Um, Not a big guy at 5'11", 185 pounds, but... um, you know, he could be a name to watch as, as maybe a guy that uh, Oklahoma winds up flipping away from Arizona mm-hmm. after he committed uh, to DeMarco Murray with the Wildcats. So that's going to be something interesting to watch. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here in the next uh, eight days, I guess, as we're talking Ooh, on yeah. Tuesday morning. So it uh, comes up on you quick. But we're going to take a break here. We're going to be back on the other side of the break to talk uh, – Uh, OU men's basketball, maybe a a couple more uh, non-football things. Thank you so much for listening to the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. I'm Brian Aber here with Abby Bitterman. And Abby, uh, let's turn our attention to basketball a little bit. Starting off with recruiting there, we talked about football recruiting just a second ago. Oklahoma basketball got a recruiting win this week uh, locally. They did, yes. Uh, Kingfisher's uh, Bijan Cortez um, committed. Great name, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, committed to OU on Sunday. Um I get I get all my days confused, but Sunday I believe it was, um, and he is in the 2021 class. So, yeah, exciting news for Oklahoma basketball. Tell us a little bit about what kind of player uh, Bijan Cortez is. Um, well, he is a uh, three-star guy, um, point guard, uh, but. You know, Kingfishers uh, performed pretty well lately. Mm-hmm. I think this is, you know, not a program uh, a few years ago that you would have expected uh, to uh, produce a big-time Division One guy. But, uh, you know, he's a guy who I think Oklahoma State had offered him. Yeah, uh, Oral Roberts, Tulsa, TCU. ORU, so all the, the, the in-state Division Ones, North Texas also. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, winds up choosing the Sooners over uh, over a, a decent group of, of other ones. Yeah, and um, I think if you're if you're OU, you know that's a that's a pretty solid way to start. They didn't um, have their one spot for 2020 filled until about August. So to to get I guess to get the recruiting and commitments coming in a little bit earlier probably a good sign yeah and uh, how many spots are they going to have in that class how many okay so brady manic three three sounds right yeah and a lot of times you would anticipate a fourth coming open at some point yeah just because uh we know the nature of of travel so or uh transfers yeah uh so often uh, oh no, four, in this four, game. yeah, four without it. Uh, f- I forgot. I wrote about Alondis Williams yesterday, and when I was counting in my head, I forgot to count him. So. Yeah, Alondis Williams, Brady Manick, Austin Reeves, Kirkweth, uh, Kirkweth. So those guys, I think most of the times you anticipate at least one more coming open mm-hmm. um, with, with transfers and things like that. It's been. Did they lose anybody to transfer this off last off season? I don't. Because if they believe didn't, so, if they didn't, that would have been the first year since I uh, started on the beat back in uh, was it 2014 that they wouldn't have had at least one guy transfer away. Well, no, they did because Matt Freeman. Oh yes, uh, transferred out. So and uh, sorry, Matt, I forgot about you. Ty uh, Lazenby as well. So um, both those guys uh, transferred away. So they continue. Uh, that streak so um but abby i thought some encouraging signs mm-hmm. uh the other day for oklahoma uh, on saturday the SC- big 12 sec challenge went over mississippi state wasn't as pretty as i think a lot of people would have liked on the ou side especially with uh with mississippi state's big man in such big foul trouble from really early in that game yeah but alondis williams a guy that uh, I think a lot of people expected a, a, a fair amount of, who's been really up and down, uh, 
had his best game as a Sooner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he scored a career high thirteen points, and you know, I talked. He went to, um, he he went played junior college at Triton College, uh, right around the corner from where I went to high school. Um, I knew that was going to come up. Yes, a fact. I like. Well, I don't know. I don't get to talk about the Elmwood Park area very often, so. Um, but I talked to his junior college coach the other day, Steve Christensen, and he said that you know at Triton. They kind of used him a bit differently. He was, he was the point guard. He was the distributor, and so he's now contributing in a different way. So maybe that adjustment has been a bit of a factor. Getting comfortable in a role where he's primarily a scorer, and he's not scoring, you know, from having the ball in his hand. He's like finding ways to get open and things like that. Um, but he, uh, as um, Mississippi State's coach said after the game, um, Alondis Williams is a very good three-point shooter. He shot a lot of those uh, in junior college. And so uh, Howland didn't seem surprised that he was able to have the type of game that he did have against them. Yeah, but that that stretch there early in the second half Mm -hmm. where, where he scored some points in bunches, Mississippi State was making a run. That was critical yes. uh, for this victory for the Sooners. Yeah, definitely. I, um, Like you just mentioned, his points came at very crucial times, and I think that that kind of gave the team some energy and some life when it could have. Because uh, OU's, OU's offense and scoring can be kind of streaky, so I think to, to have that boost really gave the team the energy it needed um, to get to the end. And a couple of really big games for Oklahoma coming up this week. Winnable yep. games. I would definitely uh, say so, yes. Games that, that Oklahoma, on paper, you would think they'd be in pretty good position for, but also games that could give them some trouble. You know, it's been a while since they've won in the Octagon of Doom mm-hmm. up in Manhattan. I can't remember when the last time they won up there uh, was, but it's been a bit. Um, it's been a minute. They, they play there uh, on Wednesday. Always a tough place to play. Lon Kruger's... Uh, uh, homecoming once again to uh, Manhattan, Kansas. And then on Saturday, we get our first uh, Bedlam of the season. Bedlam part one. And, yeah, I think with Kansas State, you know, that's a team that OU has already beaten this season, although it was a pretty hard-fought game, came down to the end with some— An um, ugly game. Yes. To um, uh, start Big 12 play, if I recall correctly. Yes, required— <laughs> Sorry, required a big impact from uh, Austin Reeves at the end, who since that game has been kind of, uh, not kind of, has been very quiet scoring-wise, so you would think that um, getting him more involved uh, would be helpful. But then uh, you look at Oklahoma State, yet to get a win in Big 12 play. However, when it comes to rivalry games, you, you never really know what could happen, but like you said, does look like a game where on paper OU, OU should have a good advantage. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what Oklahoma's able to do there. I think for me, and, and I'm not around this team every day, uh, Abby, for me it looks like they really need to get Austin Reeves going and mm-hmm. figure out a way for him to start hitting shots because so much of what made him dangerous early in the season what made them feel like he was going to be a really big part of this team this year was his shooting, and that's just not been at a good place at all recently. Yeah, he's he's definitely in a slump, and 
I mean, the only way to get yourself out of it is to keep shooting, although that hasn't worked yet, but could work at any time, I guess. Um, But yeah, no, they definitely need to find a way to get his scoring production back um, because that was that was something that at times was the reason that OU was winning games. It's the it's the reason they were able to beat Kansas State the first time. So yes, definitely a big focus I think for OU should be to get um, the scoring production of Austin Reeves back. What what if what's he been saying about that? What's Lon Kruger been saying about sort of what's not working uh, for Austin Reeves right now? Um, you know, kind of the same thing that Lon said around uh, uh, when and when Jamal Bienemy was struggling, and you know he still hasn't had a uh, Alon uh, or Jamal still hasn't really been able to find himself out of that funk either. But uh, you know, Lon has just been saying that you know Austin is still uh, doing well. Um, that uh, they haven't, you know, he hasn't been shooting the ball lately uh, as well lately. Uh, but that he's still working hard, and he's st- he, that they still, you know, believe in him to get it done. So it doesn't seem like they're going to go away from him anytime soon. But uh, yeah. yeah, which by the way, it's been since 2012 since Oklahoma. Excuse me has won at Kansas State. So, uh, it, you know, it's been a minute since mm-hmm. uh, since the Sooners uh, have won up there. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that might be uh, – it's been a, been a long time for, for sure. So we'll see if they're able to get over that hump this week. I think it'd be really – it's really important for them, their place in the, when you talk about NCAA tournament positioning, when you talk about Big 12 tournament positioning – they really need to go two and zero this week for sure. Especially uh, when you look at the week they have, and I and I know they say it all the time. They don't they don't look, you know, past people obviously. But when you look at the week they have coming up after this, playing at Texas Tech and then home against West Virginia, those are definitely going to be two tougher games against teams ranked in the AP top twenty five and um, some of the upper echelon teams in the conference. So. Yeah, you would think that a two and zero week this week would be a good a good boost going into that tougher week. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But we're going to wrap it up there for the Sooners Extra podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. You can check out our work every day at Oklahoman.com every morning at the Oklahoman for the best OU coverage anywhere. If you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer. Uh, we're going to try to get back to doing a regular mailback segment uh, before long. You can reach out to me on Twitter at R-Y-A-B-E-R or through email R-A-B-E-R at Oklahoman.com. Abby? Uh, I am at Abby underscore Bitterman on Twitter and a Bitterman through at Oklahoman.com through email. Once again, the Sooners Extra Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. Join us again next week for another edition of the Sooners Extra Podcast.